Okay, here we are. We've reconvened. We're back at our um, regular location, regularly scheduled meeting time. How are you guys? I don't even know how I am right now, so I really need to know how you guys are. Me, stomach hurts, tired, freezing. I'm like all of those typical things people say when they're just like complaining assholes. I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm cold. Um, but those things are all true. What can I tell you? I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, and, and I also just feel, you know, I tried to give myself a morning to sleep in because today or this week has just been constant appointments. Um, I think I've told you guys, like when I see my weekly calendar and I see let's say more than one scheduled appointment of some sort, I get real nervous. It's just not good for me. And I know that a lot of you out there are just being like, wah, poor baby. Like I, I have 38 meetings pop on my, on my iCal every week or whatever. Well, good for you. That's not my life. And this is why I've chosen the life I live um, because it's not, <clears throat> it's not, a meeting-centric life. It's a work-centric life, though. It's like constant. If it just re read constantly work, then I'd be happy. Like, draw, I mean. And um, all those other things feel like death to me. Like, anything taking me away from what I love doing is really hard for me. And I realize I am a little bit of a baby. I am spoiled. This is what I get to do. This is what I wanted to do my whole life, and I'm doing it. And Anything that impedes on <laughs> on all of that really bothers me. So anyway, um, this week was nonstop scheduled meetings, appointments, and, and today was the only day where there wasn't, there were things I had to do outside of drawing, but I didn't have to go somewhere and have an appointment or have somebody come here and meet me to do something or whatever. So Last night, I just I got done with a lot of stuff kind of early, and I thought, all right, I'm taking the night off. I'm just going to relax. Um, when I say the night off, I mean, you know, from like 5 p.m. on. I think that was last night. I don't even remember it now. Just hang out on the couch, watch TV, read. I've been trying to be better about not constantly doing something. Um, even while I'm watching TV, I've been trying to focus on just watching TV sometimes at night because I'm always crocheting or weaving or doing something. And it was, it's really interesting. I see a lot more now. I see why everybody likes watching TV rather than just listening to it. So anyway, that's been fun. But what am I getting at? Oh, and then I decided, you know, Robin, tomorrow is a day where you don't have anything scheduled other than you have a lot of work to do. So just sleep in for a day. Just go ahead and sleep in for a day. And that seems like that would be great idea, except that for some reason, even though I did sleep in and it felt good and my body needed it, I feel bad all day. Like I feel terrible now. And I haven't been able to shake it. I thought, well, I'll talk myself out of this guilt feeling at some point today. But now it's 5.30 p.m. And I've been feeling bad all day over it. So I don't know if that's workaholism. I don't know what's going on. Because I don't always feel that if I give myself a break or a day, day free or a sleep-in day or a nap or something. But I don't know. 
Um, you know, maybe it's just how it is. It's not every day is going to be a, a winner. You know, you're not going to feel great every day. And, and, you know, frankly, overall, I'm feeling great. This week has been a good, fun, kind of productive week. Damien's coming home on Monday, and so that will be very nice. Uh, even though it has been good for me to have alone time, as we all know, I love nothing more than having some alone time, but I miss him terribly at this point. So it'll be so good to have him home. And I've done all these fun little fall updates in the house. So there's all sorts of things for him to find when he gets home. And I'm planning a few surprises I'll tell you guys about next week. And other than that, though, things are just things are just rolling along. I didn't mean to be such a complainer. I mean, nothing bad is going on, so I don't know why I'm being, you know, so dramatic about it. You know, I just uh, I just can't seem to find that that um, kindness for myself a lot of times. Like, is it really that big of a deal that I slept in on a Thursday? No, it's so not a big deal, but for some reason I'm taking it seriously, so... Does anyone have any good erotic thriller, erotic thriller recommendations for me? I think I've mentioned this recently, or at least in the past. I love thrillers, and erotic thrillers are my all-time favorite. Think Drew Barrymore in Poison Ivy, also starring Skit Scat Scarrett, Tom Skerritt. Um, Think also Wild Things. There's another one. Think also, I don't know, single white female? Is that erotic enough? They don't have to be like hardcore erotic. They just have to, even if it's like just a really great makeout scene or something and it's a thriller. So uh, yeah, I want, I'm in the mood for love. Just kidding. I'm in the mood for erotic thrillers. It's October. That means it's horror movie month. It's Halloween time. And anything suspenseful, I am into. You know, in a weird way, when I think about it, Lifetime movies are all sort of erotic thrillers. That, that's probably why I love them so much. So if anybody has some good erotic thriller recommendations for me, send them my way on Instagram and or Twitter. Uh, that is R-O-B-Y-N underscore O-N-E-I-L. And as always, you guys, um, I want to recommend that you get on my website if you haven't already, scroll on down to the bottom of the page, sign up for my newsletter, because sometime next week I'll be launching the new shop with all sorts of new fun things, and I want you guys to be the first in there. And as always, I'll, I'll have some sort of discount, some sort of some sort of fun shit just for you guys who listen to the podcast, I think anyway. <laughs> I say that and then I don't know. Because I don't know exactly when I'm doing it. Because now I've wasted this entire day so far. And I don't. I, I was planning on launching it early next week. But we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, so erotic thrillers, that would be good. Th- those are some that I'll also maybe stop crocheting for and actually watch every single detail. It seems like erotic thrillers were really big when I was a kid. Have you guys noticed that? Like if you, so I'm 44. So the 80s and 90s, even the 90s more than anything seemed big on it. I mean, isn't Basic Instinct kind of an erotic thriller? It, I guess it kind of is, but I don't know. I'm trying to think of the last one I really remember coming out. I, I guess I'm not aware of a lot of things, but remember that one 
wasn't it a J-Lo movie or something where she played a neighbor, she was like the hot neighbor lady and a young teenage boy became obsessed with her. And I talked about it on here and I remember it really was, um, I felt like I had erotic thriller blue balls or something because, because, is that what they're called? Blue balls? I don't even remember. It seems like such a 14 year old thing to say. But I just remember it was, I was anticipating this getting really good and it never did. There was like one makeout session and that was it. So before everything started to turn sinister, uh, was that J-Lo? Let's look it up right now. I don't always do this, but why not? J-Lo, I don't even know how she spelled J-Lo. Should I just write her full name? Jennifer Lopez erotic thriller movie all right let's see that's it boy the boy next door 2015 i talked to you guys when that was brand new didn't i 2015 erotic it says american erotic psychological thriller film um ryan guzman was the guy i guess i don't remember that Oh my God, John Corbett and Kristen Chenoweth were in it. Anyway, The Boy Next Door, not erotic enough for me, okay? So maybe I do need some some hardcore eroticism. Anyway, why am I talking about this? Happy October, everybody. I love October, don't love September. Um, I'm going to be reading to you from a book I read from a lot in the early days of the podcast. I've been getting a lot of recommendations of... Um, rereads so i don't i mean i sometimes accidentally reread something to you guys but people like a lot of the stuff i was um reading on the podcast when it was in its younger years so somebody i'm obsessed with ann boyer contemporary american writer uh and a book that really just kind of rocked i don't know kind of like shattered something when it came out called garments against women it's from Asata Press in that, let's see. I'm going to put a link in the description where you can find it now. I'm not so sure if it's been republished somewhere, so I'll do that research before I do. And definitely buy this book if you can. This one, I, I don't know. This is one of the best books of writing I have in my entire collection, I'll say. So I'm not going to reread what I always want to read, which is the, the chapter called At Least Two Types of People. But I do recommend that you all go back and head head to this podcast page on on um, Podomatic. So and then just kind of search for any any Ann Boyer readings and and at least two types of people is so good. I may read it again sometime now, but I'm going to read one that I don't believe I have read on the podcast here, and it's called Not Writing. So this is Ann Boyer from Garments Against Women. When I am not writing, I am not writing a novel called 1994 about a young woman in an office park in a provincial town who has a job cutting and pasting time. I am not writing a novel called Nero about the world's richest art star in space. I am not writing a book called Kansas City Spleen. I am not writing a sequel to Kansas City Spleen called Bitches Maldorer. I am not writing a book of political philosophy called Questions for Poets. I am not writing a scandalous memoir. I am not writing a pathetic memoir. I am not writing a memoir about poetry or love. 
I'm not writing a memoir about poverty, debt collection, or bankruptcy. I'm not writing about family court. I'm not writing a memoir because memoirs are for property owners, and I am not writing a memoir about prohibitions of memoirs. When I am not writing a memoir, I am also not writing any kind of poetry, not prose poems, contemporary or otherwise, not poems made of fragments, not tightened and compressed poems, not loosened and conversational poems, not conceptual poems, not virtuosic poems employing many different types of euphonious devices, not poems with epiphanies and not poems without, not documentary poems about recent political moments, not poems heavy with allusions to critical theory and popular song. I am not writing Leaving the Atocha Station by Ann Boyer and certainly not writing Nadja by Ann Boyer, though would like to write Debt by Ann Boyer, though am not writing also The German Ideology by Ann Boyer, and not writing a screenplay called Spartacists. I am not writing an account of myself more miserable than Rousseau. I am not writing an account of myself more innocent than Blake. I am not writing epic poetry, although I like what Milton said about lyric poets drinking wa wine while epic poets should drink water from a wooden bowl. I would like to drink wine from a wooden bowl or to drink water from an emptied bottle of wine. I am not writing a book about shopping, which is a woman shopping. I am not writing accounts of dreams, not my own or anyone else's. I am not writing historical reenactments of any durational literature. I am not writing anything that anyone has requested of me or is waiting on, not a poetics essay or any other sort of essay, not a roundtable response, not interview responses, not writing prompts for younger writers, not my thoughts about critical theory or popular songs. I am not writing a new constitution for the Republic of No History. I am not writing a will or a medical report. I am not writing Facebook status updates. I am not writing thank you notes or apologies. I am not writing conference papers. I am not writing book reviews. I am not writing blurbs. I am not writing about contemporary art. I am not writing accounts of my travels. I am not writing reviews for the new inquiry and not writing pieces for Triple Canopy and not writing anything for Fence. I am not writing a daily accounting of my reading, activities, and ideas. I am not writing science fiction novels about the problem of the idea of the autonomy of art and science fiction novels, about the problem of a society with only one law, which is consent. I am not writing stories based on Nathaniel Hawthorne's unwritten story ideas. I am not writing online dating profiles. I am not writing anonymous communiques. I am not writing textbooks. I am not writing a history of these times or of past times or of any future times and not even the history of these visions, which are all with me all day and all of the night. There we go. Ann Boyer, I bow down. I got to meet Ann Boyer at a reading once. I took a really nice drive about two hours away from where I lived to see I kind of just broke into this situation now that I think about it I don't know if the public was invited or not but I was there at a university just just as if I were a student and it was the greatest reading I have ever been to 
and I'm not just saying that to be dramatic. Um, I really, I'll never be the same as a result of it. I really do mean that. So if you ever have the chance, A, just to read Ann Boyer, do it. And also, yeah, follow her. When, when things start to open up a bit more, I know she's always doing lecture series or she's doing readings a lot and you don't want to miss it if you're a fan of the written word. All right, you guys, it's 16 minutes in. Uh, I have tons to do. You have even more to do than me, I'm sure. You may even have a child you need to uh, feed some mushed up bananas to and mm, give them a bath, put them to bed. What, else, what other things might you be doing? You might be hmm, preparing for one of your parents to come visit getting that guest bedroom ready if you've got one. You could also be doing some fantastic meal prepping. You may be making enchiladas and baking them and then cutting them into perfect little portions for the next seven days. And if so, I commend you because that's something I wish I were doing right now. You may be on a new exercise journey and you may be really needing to get out there and go running go sprint around your block a little bit. I need to do that. You know, I have my little um, neighborhood library. I'm going to go give some books and magazines to. So that's what I'm going to do. I love you guys. I am so excited about all that you are and all that you're working on. I love watching you guys from afar, and I do that a lot. And I appreciate your listenership. Please get on Apple Podcasts, write a five-star review if you like this. If you don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. You can you can write a bad review if you want, or you can just move on and find something you do like, because this is definitely not for everybody. We shall find peace. We shall hear angels. We shall see the sky sparkling with diamonds. That's my man. Check off. I love you guys. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.